Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Rich, the Mediatrician. I'm a practicing pediatrician and child health researcher who sees kids and their families every day, and I specialize on the effects of media on children. I do this because I, as a former filmmaker, understand the power of media to engage us and change our hearts and minds, and can bring to it the science of child health and development to really understand how we can best raise children in this digital environment. I'm here with pediatrics educator Christelle Lavalley. Hey there. Hi. What question comes to us today? All right. So this question comes to us from Stacy in Atlanta, Georgia, who says, I am a speech therapist, and a large percentage of the children with speech delays whom I treat are allowed to graze on TV all day. Are there any studies showing a relationship between TV watching and speech communication delays in the preschool population? Well, first, Stacey, grazing is an interesting word to apply to her patients for consuming TV. I'm not sure I'd want to be likened to farm animals that way. What do you think she means by that? I think that Stacey is saying that her patients are coming from environments where the TV is on all day. Like electronic, wor- <laughs> like electronic wallpaper. Um, oh, and, and research shows that in many, many households, that's the case. So they can engage with it by actively watching or passively watching, hearing it in the background. In fact, being distracted from other primary activities like play or interacting with each other. Okay, so slightly different from eating grass in a field. What do we say to Stacy when it comes to TV watching and children's speech development specifically? Well, there is some good research in this area, including a study that found that children who are frequent television consumers did show delayed development of meaningful language. However, most of the media effects literature does not make a distinction between language delays and speech delays. So if we look at the research that refers to language development, but not specifically to speech, we can find more information that might also be related. For example, Babies seem to develop language far more effectively from people in real life than from people on screen. In one study, American children between the ages of 6 and 12 months were exposed to native Chinese speakers in person and to the same native Chinese speakers on video. The infants who had real people interacting with them recognized and responded to specific phonemes, to those sounds that were forming the words, and those who were exposed to video cues were not. So, what this seems to show is that human interaction appears to be critical in the complex process of language development. Okay, so what does all that mean for Stacey's grazers or those kids who are in the environment where the TV is on nearly all the time? I really like the idea of TV wallpaper. Does that affect whether or not people talk to them and in turn you know, affect their language development? Well, the short answer to that is yes. Um, Interestingly, when the television is on, parents don't speak as much to their children as they do when the TV is off. Oh, interesting. And so it is the utterances between parents and kids that really develop language and particularly speech. Given that babies learn language from live people, particularly their parents, and live people in the same environment with them, not just 
pictorial representations of real people. TV characters. Exactly. Having a TV on could be detrimental to that process, both because it's not as powerful a stimulus, but because it also distracts from the actual utterances of language from parents. And interestingly, a lot of times when that TV is on, it's not even of real people. It's of cartoons, right? And if you think about it, speech is not only understanding language, but learning to form the words with your lips and your tongue and your vocal cords. So, although some research has found no difference in word learning between babies who did and did not watch baby videos, it has also found that the strongest predictor of the number of words learned was the number of hours a baby was read to. So we got to break out those books, it sounds like. But I want to, you know, we get a lot of questions for par- from parents, but Stacy isn't the parent of these kids. She's a specialist who's just trying to help them out with their speech. What advice can we give her specifically given her role? You know, she's not with these kids 24-7. Well, The parents are with these kids 24-7, and I think part of our role as a clinician of any kind, whether it's as a doctor or a speech therapist, is to give them guidance on what they can do at home. We can only do so much in a single visit of half an hour or an hour, but more potently, we can give the parents the tools to continue that process, to nurture and support it during the rest of the time until they're seen again. So she gives those parents specific guidelines about how to help their children at home. And though the media effects research specifically on speech is not a rich area with a lot of research, adding media recommendations could be very helpful for her patients and their families because of what it shows is helpful to these kids. And what is helpful to these kids is reading to them. What these kids need is laps, not apps. I love that. (laughs) what they really need is to be cuddled and held and to enjoy the beauty of language and enjoy the connection and communication with their parent. So Stacy can recommend that her parents decrease or eliminate TV watching, increase interactions around books, And see the child's language develop to see if that helps with this kid. Stacy can also suggest that when kids do watch TV, that parents watch with them. Look to the TV program for new topics to talk about and discuss with their kids and help their kids process and understand what they're seeing. And then use it as a springboard for conversation rather than as a substitute for it. Oh, that's great. Giving them activities that include speaking to, reading with, and interacting with their child, Stacy can help those families experience and learn for themselves, rather than being lectured to, the difference between learning from a person and learning from a screen. So, Stacy, your recommendations may actually help parents turn those TV grazers into mindful TV consumers and also help out with that language development that you're so keyed in on. So I hope that helps you, Stacey. And for everyone else out there, you can find out more on this and many other topics related to healthy media habits. All the science-based information is at askthemediatrician.org. And you can also follow Dr. Rich and tweet us at, on Twitter at Mediatrician or submit your own question at askthemediatrician.org. And finally, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast. 
and enjoy your media and use them wisely. But most importantly, enjoy your kids and raise them wisely. Ask the Mediatrician is hosted by Dr. Michael Rich. Joined by pediatrics educator Christelle Lavalley. Jill R. Cavanaugh is our Chief Knowledge Officer. Original music composed by Christopher Cerf. Podcast and music recorded, mixed, and edited at Saturn Sound Studios. Executive producer, Alicia Haywood. Mm-hmm.